Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Tragedy Cinema Podcast. We're back. It's <laughs> been a long, long two weeks, probably three a, weeks. Yeah, it's like you a, know, our longest. I know people missed us. You know, <laughs> I mean, our smiling voices. No, we weren't frozen in carbonite, and we weren't deserted on a desert island. Well, you weren't. With uh, no, no, and or in jail. Like I was. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we there's just been a lot of things going on. We, we bought our house. Um, I was dealing with some kidney issues, some kidney stones, uh, some migraines. And Terrence has been up and around doing and different carbonite stuff. And carbonite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just been a whirlwind of stuff. If It could go wrong. It did go wrong. And just the time wasn't there. So, uh, But before we dive too much into this episode, this is going to be a fun episode where we talk about the, uh, we're going to do like a Christmas wrap-up show plus the end of the year tragedy awards, which is going to be pretty entertaining. Uh, this is more of a freestyle. We have little little notes, if any. Yeah. Uh, just a list of the movies we've done. So this should be interesting. Terrence doesn't get to slaughter many names this t- this episode. <laughs> but before we get too into this, there is an important thing we would like to discuss and talk about for just a minute. Uh, for uh, some of our listeners know that uh, there's a lot of uh, of our listeners that are in Australia. It's like our third largest yeah, listening yeah, group. Absolutely. But they are really, really dealing with some terrible uh, fires, some tragedies over there. The uh, They've said they've lost over a half a million uh, animals so far. Yeah, it's um, insane. So I reached out to uh, Natasha Anchor, and I asked her, I said, hey, is there any um, websites, is there any place we can donate money? Or uh, if people sew, can they sew? Because they, they were looking for kangaroo pouches and gloves yep. and stuff to put on the uh kangaroos and stuff right so um the she said yes but there's some that they don't need because it sticks to the skin of the burns so i'm going to give this stuff out uh right now and get it out of the way but make sure you keep them in your thoughts and prayers so we'll start with the new south wales firefighters uh the website is https uh colon backslash backslash www.rfs.nsw.gov.au backslash about dash us backslash fundraising. So that was for the New South Wales firefighters. Uh, next is the Victoria firefighters. It's also the HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.cfa.vic.gov.au backslash about backslash supporting dash CFA 
uh, hashtag donate-cfa. So uh, here's one that says, for the koalas and other animals, we've lost over half a billion, half a billion, not half a million, yeah, half a half billion, billion. Uh, animal lives, and many are still badly injured. Uh, to donate would be, uh, and, and I guess look up the stuff about the sewing and stuff, would be HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash www.wires.org.au backslash donate backslash emergency dash fund, F-U-N-D. Uh, then there's the Red Cross. Um, I'm, I'm not going to read this one because this one's really long, but um, if you go to Red Cross, I'm sure there's a special link that yeah. will send you there. And then there's a food bank um, for people that have lost their homes. I know there was even one firefighter that lost his own home while he was out fighting the fires for other people. Yeah. So um, if you want to do that, that is HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash www.foodbank.org.au backslash Support dash us backslash make dash a dash donation backslash question mark state equals VIC. So and then you can also find all of these links on our Facebook page. Right. I did post them on the Facebook page. So if you just go there, scroll down, you can click on that and it will take you directly to where you need to go. So just let you know, Australia, we're with you. We're And, and also, I just found out today about four hours ago, she posted on Facebook that they are getting rains now. So it may actually, they said it may actually stop the fires, but now there's a possibility of flooding. Oh, so no. you yeah. take one, you got the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so. once everything gets uh, insanely dry, and we, we've seen glimpses <clears throat> of this, uh, not as severe, obviously, but I mean, still pretty bad in California. And then after those after those fires roll through, and then the rain comes, you get a lot of landslides, right? Um, right. And, yeah, because everything gets real dry, and then the earth gets real volatile at that point. So, right. so. Uh, we just wanted to do our diligence and, and say, hey, we love you guys, and thanks for listening. And we just hope that the rest of this episode will be a little fun time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't picked on Terrence in a while, so this is going to be some fun <laughs> stuff. So, Terrence, let me let me just go. I'm just going to start out because we're going to start with the uh, the Christmas, the Christmas wrap-up show. Yeah. Terrence, did you finish listening to all the Christmas and or watch all the Christmas movies that we had out? Uh, most of them. <laughs> in other words, that's a Terrence No. <laughs> Oh, by the way, my dad wants to know if you've ever watched Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. And I'm sure it's a no, so I... <laughs> yeah, I've not watched I still got to it. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Terrence, out of the Christmas wrap-up show, which do you think was the overall was your overall favorite episode that we did? Of and the... or movie that we, we had. So I wanted you to give me the best one we did as a podcast and the best one that is your personal favorite movie that we did yeah so okay so i'll start with just just personal favorite movie that we did it, it'll, it'll be christmas vacation i absolutely love christmas vacation as far as episode i really had a lot of fun with planes trains and automobiles oh that was really fun that, that, thanks that was, eric that for was, coming in that yeah. was we had a lot of fun found out some really cool facts about john candy and i've always you know been a big fan of john candy so uh you know the impromptu right. scene and everything so that's well why he did I, that in home alone too he did that's true um but yeah, uh, th- th- that would, those would be my two. Uh, for me, I, I, I think um, my favorite overall episode we did was the Christmas story when I told the story about oh, yeah. killing the state bird of Tennessee accidentally. Well, accidentally, but yeah. I was told to kill him. So uh, that and then um, that, that was probably my favorite ep- uh, podcast episode. Then probably the the uh, my favorite overall episode because it is the first time that I actually sat down and watched it all the way through was mm-hmm. White Christmas. Okay. Um, it's it's in the top 100 movies. I forgot yeah. to write down. Uh, so uh, what number it was, but 
I really enjoyed it, and I don't know why. I mean, there was a little over-the-top dancing and stuff, routines, but yeah. for the time, it is what it is. So. I will say shout-out to the, the, the section in Home Alone where we went over the injuries and, like, how it <laughs> yeah, would actually... Buy a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Buy a doctor. That, that's, a, that's a fun one. All right. Uh, which character do you think gave the best performance? Which actor gave the best performance? Ooh, that's a little more tough. I'm going to have to give it to Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I think just absolutely. for being an eight- or nine-year-old kid... And he could only work so many hours a day. That For being a child actor, that great. That's it's, right. It's just uh, obviously it's an iconic movie, and and um, but you got to remember, I would also throw in some uh, some animators because of the, yes. the, the 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 claymation ones from Rudolph, also from Frosty, from The Grinch. Yep. Uh, Boris Karloff was in The Grinch, absolutely, you know, yeah. And I think he did fantastic doing the narration. Right. So what was yours? Who? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you, what? On Macaulay Culkin, uh, because I mean, it, it's it's always a hit or miss with child acting. To be honest, like you get you either get an amazing performance or you can tell, uh, yeah, he's still a kid, but he'll improve or she'll improve, right? Um, but with Home Alone, I mean, just just great. <laughs> well, uh, that brings me to my next category <laughs> would be the best supporting characters, and I don't care what anybody says, it has to go to the Wet Bandits. That oh, uh, yeah. was a Daniel Stern man. The guy with the frizzy hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's yeah. probably my favorite character out of anybody that we did for the Christmas movies, just because the, his facial expressions is just. Harry I'm surprised Mark. you didn't say Sinbad. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I thought Sinbad would be a second close second for a Jingle All the Way. I thought he did a really great, great performance in that too. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with John Candy. Or would you consider him a main or supporting for? I guess he would be a supporting because it was all about Steve yeah. Martin trying to get home. So then I would, I would, right. I would give it to John Candy. All right, here you go. Who was the uh, or who had the best musical score or music? Ooh, best music, best music. That one, I'm not think. Do you, you tell me your best music? No, no, I, I, gotta, I put I you on the spot on so one. I could think about. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I know. Um, a pro- you know the Home Alone song, the I'll Be Home or whatever it is. The yeah, because that, that was that was that's a good one, but. I mean, how can you go against uh, Bing Crosby's White Christmas? I mean, he sings yeah. White Christmas and is one of the all-time great, down, most downloaded songs. I was going to go with, um, and this this is purely off of, like, nostalgia. Um, just so you know where my head's at when I pick this. What? Uh, Charlie Brown, man. Oh, the piano like, music? The, the uh, just, just all the songs and, and that, you know, the, the Christmas special. It's well, but if so you, iconic. Yeah, if you go and, with that, then you got to throw in... Uh, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Absolutely. Because that is an iconic Christmas song, too. But, like, something about uh, the Charlie Brown one, it, it brings, like, a warmth, if that makes sense. Like, like the Grinch one is catchy and it's fun. Where, like, the the Charlie Brown one, it just it brings, like, nice warm memories of, like, Christmas and just, like, it's it's a nice feeling, I guess you should say. Right. You know? So, is there any other categories you would like to cover? What other, what other categories do you think we should cover? Those are the ones I wrote down. But do you absolutely, uh, let's go with. I mean, I always bring up cinematography, so okay. we'll go yeah. with best cinematography. Throwing that your way. Oh, you're, you're going to throw that my way? Yeah, huh? I'm throwing that your way. Well, let's see. Uh, again, I think I'm going to have to go with White Christmas, just because the colors in it uh, towards the end of the movie, uh, the, the, the whole Christmas scene, they really just jump out. I guess maybe I watched a remastered version. Oh, okay. And they just. They popped for Absolutely, me. Yeah. Um, but if I can't give it to that, then it's definitely probably going to go to The Grinch. Okay. Because I love the colors, contrast of The Who's and The Whoville, and then The Grinch and Max himself. 
I'm going to give mine to Home Alone because there was a lot of unique shots that had to be pulled off to, especially, you know, during all the shenanigans, uh, the wet bandits go through and everything. There was a lot of really fun, unique shots that were done. So, like, you didn't get a lot of the, the standard, uh, uh, like, static cameras, you know, where, okay, let's let's just sit in this one. They'll, they'll, they went out of their way to go and get these angles to see them getting hit in different ways and stuff like that. And, uh... I think that's really cool. Like, it could have easily not been as impactful had they went with, you know, a basic shot instead of like, okay, let's get in there and let's see this get hurled their way or uh, let's take it from the ground and see this happen. So uh, I'll give it I'll give it to Home Alone. Okay, so uh, what do you think – here's one. What do you think was the most impactful moment out of all the movies you watched? Ooh. For me, I think it's um, the uh, – Planes, trains, and automobiles. When uh, he starts to realize, he gets on that train at the end, and he starts going away, and he starts thinking about his family. You know, the ro- the yeah. thing coming, and then his his mind starts going to Neil, and he doesn't realize why Neil hasn't been home in all those years, seven years or eight years or whatever. Yep. And you come to find out that his wife had died. Uh, he finally breaks down and tells him, and you know, and then he he starts going through all. The, even though they were bad times, it was the only friend he had. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that was a really touching, impactful moment. I, I would go with same movie, but like the very end. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, like after, like when he, when he, um, uh, uh, so this is after he picks him up again and he brings him home. And just that, like that last shot where he's smiling with his family and everything. And then you can see, uh, uh, you know, John Candy's character, uh, kind of like be in that moment, watching him being with his family and stuff like that. And also, you know, feeling happy that like he's now with a friend, which he hasn't had in a long time. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was just, that was a very, touching scene alright so uh, any other thing you would like to talk about the Christmas movies before we move on to the end of the year tragedies over the entire podcast that we have recorded up to this day uh, let's see that's I mean we've we, we covered all the big stuff that, that I can think of right yeah. right um, and, and a shout out to that lady that did all those voices uh, oh yeah yeah I forget her name J- June Foray maybe I think that was her name alright so there you have it there's our Christmas wrap up uh, now we are heading into something that is going to be ridiculous. We are going to try to <laughs> attempt to do our out of every podcast we have done so far the tragedy awards, and this is going to get very interesting really quick. Yeah. So, Terrence, I'm throwing it to you first. Uh, what do you think was the your favorite overall episode or the best overall episode that we've ever done? Um, I would say. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go with. Um, oh man, that's that is a difficult one because I'm trying to remember and like something will pop in my head and I'm like, oh, wait, no, maybe this one, maybe this one. Um, I'm trying. What was our turning point episode? Godfather. Or, or, was it Godfather? Because um, then it, we had a little bit of everything in that episode. You know, we had us. We had you. Uh, Bringing somebody in to talk yeah, about Samuel, it. Yeah, Samuel Farrell. Um, we had interviews from um, uh, some of the the directors, some of the actors, um, and it was just fun. It's it's a it's a good movie, and uh, it was fun to record. So I want to say that one um, without thinking too. Would much. Would that be the overall time. best one we've done, or your personal favorite? There's two. I would I would say overall, just because it had a little bit of everything. Like it, it was a it was the perfect mix of, of everything. It wasn't too much of one thing or too much of another. Um, 
obviously the numbers say different, <laughs> uh, which we should cover. Why not? Um, but uh, that would okay. So yeah, that would be the, the best one I think we've done. Now, my personal favorite that we've done was um, I want to give it to, and this is just based off the fact that like it, it brought me to a movie that I highly enjoyed, and I would have not watched. Otherwise, had it not been for this podcast, and that was Twelve Angry Men. Fantastic movie! I absolutely love that. I movie, told you, you would enjoy I would, it. I would have not watched it had it. I would have not even known about it had it not been for this podcast. Or maybe down the line, Eric might have brought it up. Right. But uh, I remember this was one of the ones when we <laughs> sat down to uh, talk when we were at the Chicago's Pizza. Yeah. And I brought it up to you and Eric. You know, I was talking about yeah, Twelve, yeah. and Eric got really excited. He was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and Terrence was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then you know, I'll give. I'll also give a shout out to uh, Star Trek: First Contact because once again, that's another one that I highly enjoyed, and it, you know, it, it got me to watch the series. And now. that was so, an uh, international listener that came on, Patricia, yeah, uh, from Australia, uh, and her son hijacked the episode. Remember the beginning <laughs> yep, for the interview? That was yeah. fantastic too. So yeah, um, uh, the overall episode, I'm, I'm going to give it to the. Um, Probably the the uh, the Halloween episodes, the the Universal Monsters. Oh yeah, I absolutely. think we just had such a fun time because you had not seen a lot of those. Oh um, yeah, and and just to see your your excitement over the Mummy, you just came in that day and you was just it was so hyped. Good. You was hyped. <laughs> but the one thing about them is they all just ended abruptly. It's just like you know, oh yeah, oh the Mummy is turning to dust at the end. And, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, how it was. And you see the little airplane ended. flying around the Universal yeah. logo. Uh, but my personal favorite. Um, it's probably Psycho, uh, the second episode we ever did, because that was the one where I first introduced the um, trailers at the beginning of the episodes. That's right, yeah. That and I think that we, was a mind that turning first Yeah, I thought that was... And it started off with Alfred Hitchcock saying, what you're we about <laughs> to witness, you know, and I just thought it was cool to hear the Absolutely. Alfred Hitchcock, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, who gave the uh, best performance, the tragedy for the best performance in all the movies that we did? Ooh. This is where it's going to start getting rough. That is, because um, I mean, all because like, a lot of the most of the movies we went over are on the top one hundred movies you need to watch, and obviously there's just amazing actors, and I I want to go. <laughs> it's I almost, almost want to go with um, Val Kilmer and Tombstone, man. But would you say he was more of a supporting character? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to go main, but I just, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll do the supporting. We'll do the we'll do the supporting one first. So since you said Valkyrie, I I was just going to say because even though he's a supporting, like any scene he was in, he hijacked and was absolutely the, the become the center point of like everybody's attention. And when people talk about Tombstone, it's always quoting him and it's always talking about him. So even though he wasn't the main character. He stole the show. Right, right. Um, he's also a supporting character in Willow. He is, yeah. So, um, so he showed up in two of the movies. Right. Um, I, I think I think the actor, and, and I have to bring it up because he was, you know, in, in so many things that we've uh, uh, covered and brought up, especially in the Halloween episodes, and that's obviously Boris Karloff. Uh, he was in a good majority of the things that we, we've uh, gone through. And so... Right, so... Uh, for my supporting character, you're going to call me crazy, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm going to go with Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I, I can definitely see because that. Because I think he did an outstanding job in that. The performance he gave, 
because that's one of them shows that I've seen bits and pieces, but this is the first time I sat down and watched it. Yeah. And man, he was a, a man's man. You know what I mean? And I oh, think yeah. I think he was really stuck there. So I mean, now it, it, we're gonna go for the overall best performance okay. in a lead role. In a lead role. In a lead role. Okay. Um, I mean Marlon not, Brando, the Godfather. I know. I mean, I have, that, it's that's a rough one. Oh, it is. A I rough know one. Samuel would be like, yes, yes, it's part. Um, but for me, uh, there's two. Uh, well, one of them would probably be Christopher Reeve's Superman. Okay. Because when I was a kid, Superman's always been my favorite superhero, and to actually see him portrayed on the screen, because I was too young to see the George Reeves Superman. Yeah, and, you know, you you uh, run around with a towel or your blanket wrapped around your neck, you know, thinking you could fly. So, oh, right. Superman for sentimental reasons, but probably Gene Hackman for Hoosiers, the basketball okay, yeah. story. Um, I just think he gave an overall outstanding performance in that. I kind of want to go with Anthony Perkins, Psycho. Yeah, fantastic. Because just, I mean, oh man. Well, and then you start talking about well, what about Vivian Lee and them from Gone with the Wind? Yeah, and Clark Gable. I mean, you, it's. It, I think this is harder than I thought it was going to be. It's insanely hard. Um, And we can even branch it off and and go. So we went best actor. So let's go best actress. Now that's got to be Betty Davis for Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. But you haven't seen. Exactly, yeah. The creep factor. Uh, I I will say, just based off of the trailer and based off the song, (laughs) (laughs) I could agree. Um, I guess my own pick would be... Uh, for best actress, um, man, there's once again there's just a handful of them. I'm just like it, as, know, as I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sitting here and then like another scrolling, and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, nope, there, there's all that's also really good. Oh wait, nope, that was also really good. Uh, I, know, I know you want to give it to the breakfast. I mean, what about Judy Garland for Wizard of Oz? I was that that was actually my first thought right. was like, okay, Julie Garland. I mean, amazing actress and what start of let's kicked off our whole series. I, I think uh, an honorable mention for uh, Yul Brenner, remember from Magnificent Seven. I think yep. you gotta throw him in there, not as actress, but I mean as actor. You know, <laughs> yeah, him no, and just the stuff that they went through. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it to Julie Garland. All right, what about your uh, best musical score? Best musical. This score. This is gonna. Ooh, I mean, you okay. got the Back to the Future. You got yeah. Superman. Man, you got you got, got Wizard Star of Oz. Trek, you got Wizard of Oz. Oh, Psycho. Man, there's just let's just I'm gonna just give it to John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> did you see he just got nominated for like the 57th Oscar or Emmy yeah. or whatever it is? And it's it's well, well deserved right. because John Williams. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. There's, I mean, you got the Gone with the Wind score. You've got all these. I mean, they're all. Oh yeah. The, the music sets some of these movies. Like, like, uh, what was it? I think it was Psycho, that they said they first showed the movie without the score, and they're like, eh. Yeah. yeah. But then you added that the score, the score and that just everything. changed the movie. And and just to touch on scores and, and a small little tangent, I mean, there's so many parts of a movie that if one thing isn't cohesive with the rest of it, it can really make or break a movie. And music is definitely one of those things. Like one of the big. Acting and, and the filming is the easiest part of making a film. And then the two biggest things that'll make or break, you can you can act your heart out and you can be you can have the best actors and the best script, but if you have bad editing and if you have a bad uh, uh, score, it'll break your movie. Right. Absolutely. So it, it's the all these scores are a lot a majority of the movies we've covered just amazing scores that really set the tone and set the pace for a lot of these movies 
So the best cinematography. Oof. Okay. <laughs> How did um, Frank paint into the fire? Oh man, there uh, there was I'm trying to remember what movie it was. There, there was one movie in particular that that did a lot of uh, Halloween. Had, had really good cinematography. There was a lot of unique things that they tried that was new. And um, I'm going to go a totally different direction with this. Um, I'm going to say The Prince of Egypt. Okay. Um, just when we had Nat- uh, Natalie Knight on and uh, sitting back and watching it again with all the colors, the vibrant colors. Well, let's, and, let's go with... They, um, they also did a lot of CGI and let, stuff let's, like that. Let's put uh, that in a separate category of like, let's put that for best animation. Okay, well then I'm going to go with The Phantom of the Opera from the... Uh, or Gone with the Wind. Animation, not... Uh, not animation. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Cinematography, yes, right. Cinematography. I'll go with Gone gotcha. with the Wind because okay. yep. when she's sitting there and the, the fields are burning or whatever, she's standing on top of that mountain, you know... Or hill, whatever it is. So I'll give it to that. And then for the animation, I'll give it to... I'll either give it to The Princess Bride or... Um, what's the name of it? Hang on. It's, it's slipping my mind. Let me, let me scroll right animation here. Animation for Princess Bride. Uh, no. Animation? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Best animation. Are we still on... Because I, I had mentioned it. No, this will be animation. Okay, yeah. Why would so you, Princess Bride's not you animation. Said, I thought you said Princess Bride. It's not animation. No, the Prince of Egypt. Oh, Prince of Egypt. I'm seeing Man, Terrence. Uh, like, why do you say Princess Bride? No. Uh, Prince of Egypt oh, here it is. Uh, so I'll either go for animation, I'll either go with the Prince of Egypt or Watership Down. Oh, yeah. Because that did a lot of crazy stuff in it, too. Watership Down was an amazing. Yeah, I'll go with Watership Down. That, <laughs> that animation was just, it was great. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. And uh, so let's see. So what do you think was the uh, most impactful moment? Out of all those that we have done. That, you know, it's funny because I'm like, that was a tough question, but we got through it. Shouldn't get any more tough. And then a tougher question <laughs> pops up. And that one is, that one's extremely tough because, I mean, obviously each of these movies have their own climactic, impactful moment. And, uh, whoo, um, do you have one in mind? Because I, I got to think about that one. Well, um, hmm. I guess I'm gonna have to say, man, it, it's. Uh, I'll I'll give you I'll I'll tell you what I'll give you a shock moment, and then I'll give you an impactful moment. The shock moment for me was the sixth sense, the ending of the sixth sense, okay, the movie. Uh, when you actually spoiler alert coming up, when you actually find out that he is dead, and on a second watch through, because um, I watched like the DVD commentary and all that, absolutely, yeah, the, the color red in that movie. It gives it away. It does. You just don't know yeah. that before you watch it. Um, but the most impactful moment, hmm. Oh, I, this, you got anything? Okay, so I... Okay, I, I got it. Okay, go, go ahead. When, in The Godfather, when uh, he ends up, his boy ends up getting killed or whatever. Yeah. And just to see the, you know, he goes and he meets with all the, the head lords of the, the gang. He's like, look, this yep. has got to stop. He's like, we're killing each other. You know what I mean? He goes and pleads with them. I think that was a really impactful scene. I, I want to, okay, so most impactful, I, I want to go with, uh, I want to go with 12 Angry Men. And it's it's hard to pick one because there are many. That whole movie is impactful. Uh, because <laughs> a, a, almost every sort of beat of that movie were, uh, I forget the actor, but w- w- what's his face is going through, and he's like, 
uh, let's just think about this. And then they do. And he, each time he, he changes somebody's mind right. to be like, okay, let me actually think about this. And I guess the most impactful was when he changes the last guy's mind. Right. Because obviously he was the most like stern. Well, like, if you remember, it. because he had that uh, animosity between him and his son, yep. remember? And then that would be the impactful moment there when, when uh, you know, he's, uh, was it, he was looking at a picture of his son? It right? was something in his wallet, or remember? And he yeah. rips it up or whatever and yeah, throws it on the then, table. <clears throat> and then, you know, he had that real emotional moment. Um, so, yeah, that that's where I'm going to go with, with impactful. As far as most surprising, um, I think I might go left field with surprising, and and just go with uh, the Batman and the, the, the Batman <laughs> the movie. movie. The, the, like, because you really enjoyed it, didn't you? <laughs> you were shocked about how much you enjoyed was, it, it, the Bat Shark repay. Oh, up man. And, and, and like the, the surprise factor of it, and once again, this movie's full of it. Is just like I didn't expect all the crazy kookiness that happened. It's so like, good, oh, though. I'm gonna dehydrate the minion. Like, what? <laughs> the United Nations. It's, it's so ridiculous, but amazing and like. But, but you way. have all those cast in there with Joker, Cesar Romero, and uh, you know yeah. all of them. I mean, Frank Gorshin, they just all work so well together. Fantastic. And last yeah. but not least, who is getting the worst <laughs> podcast we've done? It's oh, like, the worst. That's got to be the breakfast club for me. I just hated it so much. Yeah, it's. I would agree just because that was probably the one movie we've done where we were both like – I remember you said you, you was on the bus riding it or watching it. You remember you were just like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was a mixture of like I was wa- I watched a little at home and then I watched a little on the bus. Um, just trying to get through it. Yeah, and uh, and it, it, I wanted to like it because I know so many people do. Right, right. And I, it's it's still fun to see the references of it, um, but the actual movie itself. Uh, I guess since we were so. Like put off by it, and uh, we just weren't. I, I remember we we did two episodes that day, and we were like, "Are we going to do X or X?" Or you know, and one of them was Breakfast Club, and we're like, "Let's just get Breakfast Club out of the way." I and I just really put a damper on the rest yeah. of the day. Everybody's just like, "This is terrible," you know. You're like, I, "We got to do this," but we didn't want to do it. But we said we we're going to do it because we said we were going to do. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, uh, just terrible. So. Um, any other tragedies you'd like to pass out? Okay, let's. Uh, th- this is going to be an interesting one. So I'm going to go with what movies had you wish we covered right now that we're definitely going to cover in the future, but you just like, wow, we didn't do that this year, so uh, let's try to get it well, next the year. First one so that let's comes let's to give my, like top three. The first one that comes to my mind because it's number one chart on almost anything is Citizen Kane. Yep. Because I yeah. need, I want to watch that because I've never seen it. I've only started it like four times and I just can't get through it. But it's won so many awards and it's number one for a reason. I just got to dive it's, in there and find out why it's number one. <laughs> if it, I well, can make it that I will far. say what's hilarious is uh, if that, if we did cover that uh, last year, that definitely would have easily been the number one cinematography. Right. Um, spoiler alert for next year, for this year. <laughs> <laughs> so um, mine would be... Uh, I, I did say top three, so, so yeah, no, just go ahead. Bounce one off me. I uh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. So I just I love that movie. Eh. Um, there's I, I I already know because I've already got some notes done, but I know there's a couple of movies coming up that people are gonna be mad because I just didn't like them. Oh uh, yeah, because I watched them again. I was like, I watched them once, and then I watched them again just to say maybe I was just in a bad mood that day, and maybe this and. It happens. 
even though the actors and and one of them we may be covering next week, um, even though the actors in it are phenomenal actors, yeah, it's just there's just something that doesn't hold up. I don't know if that's the way. Um, and I'll I'll give you one right now. Uh, but I know I'll I'll wait till we cover it because I don't people <laughs> like oh, he doesn't like that either. Um, but but I'll go ahead and tell you what we're doing next week. It's the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yes. Um, I, I went back and watched it again because I watched it and I was like, eh. I'm gonna do that over the weekend. And, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I watched it again and I was just like, it's just, it's just okay. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that really stands out in it. Uh, you know, I mean, I love Morgan Freeman to pieces. I love oh, yeah, him in. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you my second one I want to do, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, it's yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, and I'll give you my third one. The Neverending Story. I think Tim Mullins is going to come on as a special guest and discuss the Neverending Story with us. Um, but I have to rewatch that one, right? But I'm just saying, there's so many movies out there that that people have become personal favorites, whether it's through circumstances or maybe it's a family thing. We sit yeah. down, maybe it's the last movie you watched with well, your dad here's before the he thing died. Is, is and, um, and, uh, sorry, uh, you know, I mean, no, I get you. Just, I, you do you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I do. Okay, because uh, I've had that happen before, and. and uh, I guess nothing comes to mind at the moment, but I've had that movie where, like, I just have fond memories of it, and I'm like, man, I love that movie. And then I go back and watch it, and I'm like, I should have. Sometimes I don't watch a movie because I'm like, let me just leave it in the past. (laughs) I know I enjoyed it, and I don't want the potential to ruin that memory. Because, like, sometimes you'll go back and watch a movie, and you're like, this isn't as good as I remember, and it was just okay. Or even worse, you rewatch it, and you're like, this is bad. What was I thinking? Right. Like, wow. <laughs> um, I know one movie that was definitely that for me, and uh, it's it's this is cheesy, but uh, when I was younger and I first watched Tokyo Drift, I was like, wow, that was cool. And then it's funny because there wasn't even a large gap between – first watching it and me like this is amazing and then like a couple years later maybe if even that like watching it again and being like this movie is bad like See, this and so many people disagree but i will say it right now tokyo drift was terrible right it was bad. and that's the thing i think they get so wrapped up into making that money because the first one was really good fast and furious oh yeah absolutely you know and then the second was okay and then you and know this, just looking at it and they start going to tokyo cheesy, drift it's, you know, it's just car action movie like it's it's a bad movie. Like even looking at it on the surface level of things, because I can say I enjoyed the first two, but like Tokyo Drift is just bad. Like, wow. All right, so, so that, that was a movie that that uh, I have given uh, my three movies. Yes, you so have given us Warriors. Warriors. Uh, I will also say, um, and this is one where I'm willing to rewatch it to see if it was as good as I remember. Because I this is one I enjoyed when I was younger. And I want to cover it because I want to watch it again and give it a give, give you know, myself. You know, you can watch it, watch it without of covering. It. No, but I want to. I want to do this for the podcast. Uh, uh, the Outsiders. So I love the book. Um, oh no! And I really like the movie. Uh, yeah, at least you think you like the movie. Right? Exactly. So that's that's one I want to go back and because um, I have I, I've reread that book several times. Uh, love the book. I've watched the movie a handful of times. Uh, my copy's still back at home, so I could like either get that sent back to me or get it again. But uh, you know, I enjoyed that movie, um, so I'd, I'd like to do that. And my third movie, I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Um, uh, oh, why am I blanking on the name? Um, Who's in it? Give me an actor. It, it's it's uh, uh, Bruce Leroy. 
The Last uh, Dragon. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I, I really, I really, really want to see Somebody the Last had suggested, I think it was Marcus uh, Clark, yeah. he, he wanted us to, to, to cover that movie. So I, I have it on the list. And then, like um, all Mel Brooks films, <laughs> you have to. I, I don't think we covered one this we year. We haven't. We need to. Yeah. Man. I know we have it this yeah. year. Um, something else that me and Terrence have been discussing is we would like to add a television show um, where we cover it episode by episode. Um, we know it's going to be daunting, and it's not going to be an every week thing. It's just going to be, hey, when we got a little few extra times, and they're not going to be very long. They might be 15 minutes, if that. Um, but I think we're going to start out with, because it is on Netflix and so readily available, is I think we're going to discuss the original Twilight Zone. Um, most of those can be watched within a half hour, 45 minutes. And um, like I was telling Terrence before we started recording, there is one I watched the other day, I think it was in season three, that I just, I loved and I had never seen it before. And I think oh, yeah. I think it'll just add a different format to the um, podcast. And we're in no way becoming a Twilight Zone. We will still be giving, <laughs> we're not becoming a Twilight Zone podcast. We're just going to add that um, because we're still keep our regular schedule. And it's something that we've both watched and enjoyed. Right. Yeah. And we both have never seen them all all the way through. Yeah, exactly. And I think it'd be a fun discussion on the Facebook group when we say episode one, one season one, episode one, that we can all have a discussion about it. Yeah. And uh, because. And then even from a production the stuff, standpoint. The stuff that Rod Sterling, Sterling did. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that, I mean, the things stick in my mind. Absolutely. Just because of the twist and everything that he put on them and it's such a short amount of time. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, and even from a production standpoint, it, it allows us to, if. You know, uh, things do somehow become chaotic or something happens. Hey, that's a little quick episode we can, right. you know, punch out. And it, it, at the very least, if we don't have a main episode, there's a Twilight episode. Right. So there's many benefits to and fun things about doing that. Right. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to start off with Twilight Zone. I, I, I looked up, there's five seasons, and I didn't know that. I thought there was only three. Oh, geez. And there's yeah. 167 episodes. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Uh, so we're going to start with season one. Yeah. Obviously, we're, we'll see how it goes after season one. Um, if you like it, if you don't like it, I, I've always enjoyed them. Absolutely, and even if you don't like them, we might still do them anyway. <laughs> so um, I know there's a lot of Twilight Zone fans, and just the stuff that they did, I think. And there's a lot of actors that came through there. I'm talking William Shatner. I watched one oh, the other yeah, day yeah. that had um, Roscoe Pico train on her from uh, The Dukes of Hazard, James Best. I, I, it's funny. Uh, this is how I my comparison. So like Twilight Zone was to the U.S. What Doctor Who was to Britain. Oh, exactly. Like, like every actor who's worth the salt was in Doctor Who eventually, right? And that's the same thing with Twilight Zone. There's a lot, a lot of you star know, actors that who, Doctor at the time who popped into uh, um, the Twilight Zone. Right. Uh, Doctor Who is so fantastic. I remember as a kid watching one of the Doctors. And you go to try to buy those or find them today. They've got them broken down so crazy. Like, this is season six, you know, part Fourteen or something, and I'm yep. like, I just wish there would be like an anthology of like, here's the first Doctor episode one, and just all the way through, so that way you could watch them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I because I started watching the first, very first season of Doctor Who, um, and it is crazy. Yeah, it I is. mean, it's really crazy. It's but it has that Twilight rough, Zone feel. But it's to crazy, it. right? It, but, but it's it has rough. That, but it has that Twilight Zone <laughs> feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I agree. So um, I agree. we we tossed around maybe uh, Lost, the the TV show Lost. Yep. Uh, we tossed around uh, Battlestar Galactica. What was the other one we tossed around? There was something else. Um, um, you know, just just some different stuff. Uh, and, you here, know, here's something out of the blue that I, I'm going to mention. They're, they're this we're going to go ahead and just go into a real talk right now. <laughs> I mean, might as well. So uh, one one thing. So you get a little I bit think... longer episode than what we planned on. <laughs> I think one thing to look forward to. 
uh, this coming year, and uh, we can just talk about like things to look forward to that you know we're both thinking about because uh, we the have podcast. 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for for 2020, um, things that you can definitely look forward to is uh, I'll get the big big ones out of the way that we've been talking about forever, and then we're gonna get to them. Um, a Star Wars. That will be our one year anniversary. Yep. Uh, April 9th, I do believe, was when we did our first podcast. And then B, both one of both, I know we both absolutely love the series, The Smithereens, Lord of the Rings. We, we're just, gonna do it. Just, well, I hope we can. I mean, <laughs> there's just so much stuff, the cinematography in that, and the acting. And I will um, say, there's no way we're going to cover everything because, like, just oh yes, each, we will. <laughs> each DVD alone has like, oh yeah, here's four hours of extra content about this. But it's movie. so good. It is. That's I've burned through all the like uh, when I was younger. We we got the special edition, like the the DVDs. That the ones like right books. there on the shelf. Those. Yes. As <laughs> <laughs> he so, looks over there at my and, and Gandalf each, and Arwen and Goblin, right? And so. Uh, um, each one has like, a, oh, there's there's the movie disc, and then there's like three disc of extra features, and I've watched every disc. And the and the thing, you know, you go to the, I went to the theater to watch them, right? And you watch them, and you're just like, oh. And then you get the extended version, oh, and it's like a man. totally different movie. It and is. you're just like, why did they cut this it out? Is. Because you'd be sitting in the movie theater for half a day watching this stuff, right? Um, and, I, and I'm going to go on record for saying this: Lord of the Rings, fantastic. Hobbit, not so much. I still haven't watched it just because... You don't want to be disappointed? That too. Um, it's got some moments. I'm not going to lie. It Well, I mean, even without anybody telling me anything, like, I, you know, I saw the previews and um, and even as far as the books, uh, I've personally never read the... I read the the trilogy, right? But I, I didn't read The Hobbit. I didn't read... And there's like one other book that, that delve into like the past. The Similarian? Yeah, there you go. The Similarian. I didn't read The Similarian. I didn't read The Hobbit. I just read... Uh, everything Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. So um, there, there was no sort of pull to want to watch it like it wouldn't because I, I read the the first book when um, when it came out and I was like, oh, I, I read that book and I, I'm getting ready to read the next two and this is going to be amazing. And so I was super excited, didn't disappoint, loved the books, loved the movies. Uh, and then Hobbit came out and then I saw the trailers and I was like, eh. And then I saw, I was like, I saw the heavy CGI. I was like, eh. But speaking of that, they are going to release a TV show of it. I did see, yeah. <sighs> and that, and I can't wait for The Will of Time. I think that is going to be fantastic. As if you look up there on my top shelf, I have all oh, the hardbacks of it. So Here's what I'm interested. Uh, HBO is, was it HBO? I think it's HBO. Um, they're doing, the goal, it looked like, uh, they named it something different, but it looked like they were doing the Golden Compass series. Yeah, I, yeah. And. I oh, know the Amazon movies Prime. It was, did, it, was, it, was, it, was it might be Amazon. I, I know the movie was terrible. The movie was did not do no. the book justice at all. Um, and I'll tell you, you want another book that didn't do the movie justice? Aragon. Oh, that was that was so disappointing. Was so, oh my I mean, God. I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but it, it was, was a, nothing. I think it's a gut punch to any book reader. <laughs> it really was. And he, one that uh, here's another one that I really wanted to enjoy uh, that just didn't. Some parts were great, and but a lot of it, it was just like, eh. And that was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I absolutely loved the, that series, The Smithereens. Um, and then the movie was just subpar. Right. So, Terrence, uh, tell me, have you watched any movies lately? What since we're doing a real talk? What, you watched anything? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, so the last couple movies that me and my wife have watched that 
each one was just wow. Um, I'll start with one that really kind of started this streak of like we're on a pretty good streak of watching good movies. Uh, Interstellar. You had never seen that before. I'd never seen Interstellar. No. Um, that ending's crazy. Oh man, that we're not going to say anything because case we cover it. But that 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 ending. If you haven't watched Interstellar, oh, it's it's man. crazy. It was so good. Um, and I was like, I can't believe I let this pass me by. But that movie was amazing, and and I loved how it, how it uh, it started. And I was because I, I I knew nothing really about it. Right. Like, I knew it was a good movie. Some of that is, and good I knew who was in it. But that was it. I didn't really know anything about it, which was the perfect way to come into that movie because it starts off as almost this documentary style type of movie, and I'm like, where's this going? Right. And then it you know it builds up all the uh, this the world building i guess you could say to tell you oh what's going on why is everybody this way and all this happening blah blah blah. and then obviously just escalates from there and it just gets better and better as the more you watch it um we watched uh gone girl you never seen gone girl man i never seen gone girl either (laughs) um that movie was a trip that movie was crazy and then uh we finally got around to watching uh, once upon a time in hollywood that's crazy too that was such a good movie with you know, of course, the bombastic Tarantino style ending. Because like we were watching it, and uh, um, we enjoyed it, but like it, it definitely is slow, and not in a bad way slow, but right. it is a slow movie up until the end, and then it just goes full Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife was like, uh, uh, "Man, this is this is slow," and I'm like. But it's Tarantino, so it's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> and then it did. So uh, and then, we, yeah, we watched that. Uh, all of those just, just aces. Um, uh, and then there's the, the last movie I watched in theaters was we both watched uh, The Joker. Right. And uh, speaking of that, he did just win the uh, Oscar or Academy Award for Best Actor. Absolutely, yeah. And um, even though, man, it's, it's a dark movie. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that they gave us an origin story of a villain. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the first one I can ever remember. And what really struck me is something I never really thought about is society made the Joker. Yeah. You know, other human beings made the Joker. Um, and it comes from a real and mental, which we've all, mental impact. From, yeah, yeah, but you we, never we, we really kinda, knew like, why. It was spoken, but it was never, like, you never knew or, like, seen it happen. Because uh, um, I believe it was... Um, uh, you know, in Christopher Nolan's version of Batman, you know, uh, one of Joker's lines is just, you know, everybody's just one bad day from becoming me. Right. And the Joker is a series of bad days. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely, uh, it was once again one of those movies with a, it was slow, but a good slow. And, and all, and once again, just a bombastic ending. Right. That just, that was the, but the, the payoff the, was absolutely worth. But he deserved that award because he oh, transformed himself. Man, that that awesome. acting was just so good, spot on, so good. Um, I watched uh, the Postman with Kevin Costner. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't seen the Postman. It's a it's it's like a post apocalyptic um, war that went on or whatever, and he's just a, um, he's got a donkey and he does this traveling show. Okay, uh, but uh, he ends up uh, getting captured. And uh, by the people that are now ruling the country or whatever, um, cities or whatever. And uh, he ends up breaking free for that. And he he ends up uh, spending the night in this mail truck and there's a dead body. And he just to stay warm, he puts the post thing on and he goes through all the mail. And he starts, so he starts 
delivering them. Yeah. And so they call him the postman. It's really good. Um, I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah. Great movie. Um, I watched Stand By Me. Uh, This is one that I revisited and just... Okay. Just didn't... I was like... like, I'm telling you... You want to see a dead body? Eh. (laughs) You know? Uh, It's okay. Uh, I like some of the actors in it, but... It was just okay, and I know people are going to be mad, but wait till I get my review on it. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched The Exorcist for the first time in forever. Okay, yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, which we'll be covering next week. Um, Goodfellas. Classic. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Um, oh, I did finally watch uh, I also finally watched uh, it part two. What? Yeah. Wow. We're, yeah, we're, we're kind of like when it comes to new movies. I'm, I haven't really been going to theaters, so it, it it tend I tend to get to things late. I watched the Downton Abbey, the new movie, the Downton Abbey movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which if you haven't watched that series, that's a good series, and this is just a cap on that. Um, and I think there's going to be another one. Um, I really, I really one that I want to cover is that Lady in the Lake. Remember that thing about the oh, cinematography yeah. where you're actually playing <clears throat> the part in the movie? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So. Uh, and I also bought the uh, Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. It's going to be right, he's gonna be right up your alley. <laughs> My dad said something about it, so I was like, well, we'll see what it is. So yeah. i got to watch that. Um, the Mandalorian. I've been watching The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Did that, you finish was, it? Oh, ew, yeah, of course. Um, we, that was one that I was up to date on. Now, like. here we go. Controversy time. Uh, <laughs> Baby Yoda can be frozen in carbonite for all I care. I think the problem's going to be I don't think they had much written out past season one. If they did, maybe a little bit. I think now that they will go back and change their mind because they see how much of a cash cow Baby Yoda is going to turn into, yeah. and they're going to drag him out. I, that's my own personal thought. I could be wrong. Uh, I think, but in order to further Mando, I think they need to kill him off because I, I it's think, somebody um, that he cares for, and I think that they need to just kill him off. I, I think. Now I agree in the fact that I'm not crazy about Baby Yoda as like everybody else is. Right, but I, I mean they got to build a bear. You can build a Baby Yoda now. Come on. <laughs> now, now here is where I disagree. I think they already had him in mind, and I think they've always had more in store for him, just based off of a lot of the little things. So, like first of all, everybody's wondering like, oh, what's his origin and stuff like that. Um, and then one of the biggest tips is this. I believe really early on in the early episodes, the uh, scientist. Um, that was with the uh, Empire, the old Empire dude. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah, all this is spoilers at this point. So uh, he had a, his emblem on yeah, his shirt. Yeah, it's from Camino. It's from Camino. Which means he could be a clone. Absolutely. So, uh, and why would the Empire be so interested in a clone? Um, you know, I, I think it's something that uh, was already in the making in the works uh, when when Palpatine was still around, and that's right uh, when he fought Yoda. At the end exactly. Of episode three. So, um, I think there's a lot more to explore as far as the origin and why, because uh, I'm I'm thoroughly convinced that he's a clone. But that's fine. But what I'm saying is, spin that off into something else. Yeah. And can I just say, Mando's not a very good fighter. I mean, how many times has he gotten beat down, right? Yeah. Well, and it's something else that really, moments, something, something that moments, really, yeah. really, I didn't like, and I wish they would have saved it till more towards the end of this, maybe even the series finale, is when this is going to be a spoiler. So if you haven't finished watching it, turn this off right now because. <laughs> but in the last episode, when uh, IG Eleven takes his helmet off, 
and you see his face. Oh, I yeah, wish yeah, yeah. the cinematographer would have been behind him. If, if they took the helmet off where you didn't see his face, where they just took it off from behind and let him do his thing, you know what yeah. I mean? And put it on. I mean, we all know who the actor is that's playing him. Yeah. Um, I just think that because that's the most integral part of a, a Mandalorian is you can never take your helmet off, right? Yeah. Well, and he's like, he's like, and he tribe. says, he's like, I'm not allowed to take my helmet. No person can see my face. He's like, I'm not a person. You know, I'm not human. But I, I think, I think the. Like, it would have been a, a nice cap had they not used the ending that they did have, which yes. is uh, this new big bad evil guy coming out with the sword of <laughs> the, the Mandalorian, yeah. the Black Saber. Like, you see that, and like, I, I can understand if you haven't seen uh, Clone Wars. I'm sorry, Rebels. Rebels yeah. uh, if you haven't seen Rebels, it might not have significance. But if you have watched Rebels, you saw that and you were like, "Oh, yeah, he has that." Everybody got excited, <laughs> oh, you know. Wow. And and, what, and I do like that they're starting to incorporate a lot of their uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels into their movies, absolutely. And TV shows. Yep. Um, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yep. Uh, did you see it? Nope. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I, I still have to watch it. I, uh, I will. I will. Because once again, my, I'm I'm really behind. It's hard for me to get in theaters. And I'll so. give my review. Without spoilers, yeah, I think he did the best he could with what he had was given. That's what a lot of that's people what were saying. Say. That's what a lot of people um, were saying. Uh, and to tie it all up, he he tied it up all pretty nicely. Uh, so I mean, the whole consensus is like looking that I've seen looking at the whole series because I've I've seen a lot of spoiler free uh, reviews, and it you know it's um, and the the first part of it varies, which is like they had a good start, um, and then the middle was not great. And then it ended the best it could, right? With the way the middle was. Um, there's, there's, there's two things I wish they would have did differently, but we'll, I'll wait till you watch it, and then yeah. we can talk about we'll review that or whatever. Um, I started to watch. I watched the first episode of Dracula on Netflix. Uh, oh it's yeah, a, it's I, a I saw three that. part. It's a three part series or movie. Yeah. Uh, the first one was like an hour and a half long, and uh, this is um, very. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? R-rated? Uh, yes. I was, uh, <laughs> um, graphic, I guess I would say. Uh, yeah. But the story, uh, the the first episode is dealing with uh, Harker, Jonathan Harker, telling okay. his story. Okay. And I started episode two, and it's Dracula telling his story to this lady. Oh, okay. So they're showing it from, I guess, different viewpoints or what happened in different time parts yeah. of the timeline. And I, I don't know what happened in season three, so... Um, or episode three. Another or episode three, yeah, uh, but it's but it's season one, so it's going to yeah. be more. Um, yeah, from what I can gather, and so, and so I think, would you say based off the two that you watch because it's on my radar and I well, not, not, list, I only I watched like watched the first five minutes oh, of okay, the, the second one. Uh, that first episode, wow, that's all I can say. Is all right, well I'll check it. Wow, out. I guess as far as like Netflix, goes. Um, there's a there's a, there's a little bit of um, a nudity where. Um, because in original Dracula lore, they could be werewolves or they could be wolves. They could transform yep. into wolves. They could, and he's a wolf and he's standing that, yeah. outside this uh, convent and he transforms back into Dracula, but he's, he's naked. He's yeah. But so uh, just forewarn. Uh, but man, that. Uh, Let's check it out. You check it out. I'm not going to say much more because I don't want to spoil it because there's so much <laughs> well, to I mean, talk about piqued, right here. Yeah, you've piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, and I was like, wow, um, very interesting. Um, I, I like to see where it goes. Um, I, I did rewatch because I, when I watched it initially, I didn't finish it because I was in the process of moving. But uh, I rewatched uh, Altered Carbon. Have you, have you seen that one? That has been a long, long time ago since I have seen that. So um, 
I will say is because Cyberpunk, I love, 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 love Cyberpunk. There's just unfortunately not a lot of media for Cyberpunk. Um, but, and, and it's it's definitely not without flaws, I will say that. But being a Cyberpunk fan, it the setting was great. Um, I really... I enjoyed it. It was very, very enjoyable. It was entertaining. That being said, it is a very hard R. It has everything. So <laughs> just know that coming into it. But if you're a fan of like sci-fi, cyberpunk, it's great. And I like that. Um, and, and this is where media and cyberpunk sometimes fails, especially with like video games. Is like in a cyberpunk world, sometimes they concentrate too hard on the technology. Right. Right. And I'm like, well. Cyberpunk does have technology, but it doesn't necessarily have to concentrate on it and being like the key focal point or like showing your face of like, oh yeah, there's this whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, dichotomy of of I'm for technology. Oh, this is ruining our lives. Like it, it that it's in the show and it improves the plot point, but that's not the actual plot of like it's not uh, concentrating on the technology but it's it's there and you're aware it's there for sure um and but yeah so uh, in short without spoiling or anything uh if you like cyberpunk sci-fi check it out uh, uh did I you ever it. check out any of the new uh twilight zones the jordan peele twilight i've zones? been meaning to because i'm i watched a huge the first fan of jordan they're really good i'm a um, huge fan of jordan peele i think he's an amazing director i can't wait to see what he does uh in the future um, and I, I've been meaning to watch those, um, but I've been watching so many other things. <laughs> and I not do- bad, not bad. <clears throat> um, is there any other Netflix shows you've been watching or anything? That was actually it for for Netflix. Um, I, the I Witcher. Jump in and out. Oh, I did watch The Witcher. Right. Um, so here's my uh, first of all. I loved it. So you don't think I'm like ah. Um, I have read some of the books because there are a lot of books. Uh, and they're not necessarily easy to navigate when you're trying to figure out how to read the books and which order to read them in. Um, but I have read some of the books and I have played all three games, uh, which most people have played the third one, which is understandable. But like, if I understand also why a lot of people didn't play the first one, (laughs) if you're not huge into like the, like really clunky RPGs, which is like, oh, yeah, here's a million different HUD screens and menus and just all this, like, extra, <laughs> then I, I can see how it, it can not appeal to a lot of people. But that being said, we're, we're talking about the show. Um, played, read some of the books, played the games, and then I finally watched the series, and I thought it was great. And even uh, hearing a lot of people who haven't dove in the either enjoyed it, which was also awesome to hear um, to get them to want to... Uh, either check out the games or read the books. Now, I will say the show does concentrate on the books, where the games change a lot of things to make it a game. Right. Um, And it does tell the one big critique that a a lot of people had, and it's not... It's a light spoiler, um, but that's the telling the story that's multiple times. Like, oh, here's this is happening earlier in this timeline and this is happening later in this timeline and that'll all happen in the same episode and then you really don't know what's what until you get to the end. Um, A lot of people thought that was messy. Uh, I do kind of agree. Um, At the same time, it does do well in telling a lot of the backstory of a lot of these characters and uh, building up 
everything so you understand the world you understand for the most part you understand you know what drives these characters the story what's going on in the world um to finally bring it all together in the very end and then set you up for season two which will then move on to the rest of the story uh I thought the casting was great. Um, Is that Henry Cavill? Yeah. yeah. He looks great. Henry Cavill did great. Uh, I was very skeptical when they first cast him. And I, I now, like, given I was like, I, I won't um, critique it too hard until I see it because I, I do like Henry Cavill as an actor. Um, one of my... One of the my favorite movies that I've seen him in was A Man from Uncle. I think he did amazing in that movie. Superman and Superman, of course. Um, but I, for me, my top is A Man from Uncle. All right, here you go. Did you see the Morbius trailer? I did. Yeah, I posted it. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, I posted the group. Man, that guy is—he looks good. It's Jared Leto that played um, uh, he, the uh, the Joker, yep. or not the Joker? Yes, the Joker from Suicide Squad. Um, he looks r- ridiculous. And then the other one, uh, did you see who they cast as Two-Face for the new Batman movie? No, I didn't. You didn't? Oh, maybe I did. Who, uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, I, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right that's I right. think he might be all right. Uh, no, I can definitely see it. Now, I haven't, I'm trying to think of something I've Wait seen. Wait a minute, was he Two-Face recently. or was he the Penguin? Um, Colin Farrell was the Penguin and Two-Face was uh, on, someone else. This up. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Colin Farrell was 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 the Penguin because uh, Two Face yeah, Two Face is going to be um, who was going to be Two Face. I know they've already said, haven't they? They have. I just I'm I got a brain fart, man. Let's see, uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's it's right, Two Face. <laughs> Two Face. Yeah, this cast. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to. I really like I'm the Penguin in the Gotham. To- Oh yeah! How, oh, oh yeah! Penguin and Gotham is amazing. I wish he could have um, played it. I, w- I wish <laughs> just for once indulge the fans and just have the people that play the TV show version be play them in the movie. Speaking of which, I'm going to switch over comic universes here. Um, it might still be hearsay, but I, I and I haven't seen. I guess I haven't seen on any, any official sources, but I've seen a lot of rumors in here say that uh, they're bringing. Um, the Punisher from the series into the movie, into the the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The actual uh, guy, yeah, nice. They're, they're going to bring the actor and and the character into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wish they would do that with I Daredevil would. too, because that guy did a good job too. Absolutely, but um, I don't think they will, because I think sometimes that they go for bigger names to draw bigger. Like these two, Matthew McConaughey and Colin Farrell, cast oh, them. Yeah. I think it's going for more money because they're big name actors that have yeah. been in stuff. Um, but what do I know? I'm just a lonely. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, uh, what DC brings. Um, hopefully, you know, improving as they go along because they've definitely had a rocky start. <laughs> is there is there any movies that are coming out this year that you think are going to be good? Ah, I, I am excited to see. Uh, is it The Matrix Four uh, this year? I think so. Or is it next year? I, I'm not sure. And is it Avatar this year or is it next year? Here's, he's coming out with like three or four huge, in a row. He's a huge. Absolutely giant shocker! Uh, I still haven't seen Avatar, and it's been on my dang list for I know. I just, I just watched that again because they're coming out. I figured I might as well go ahead and watch this, and I will finally see it because of it. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not bad. I mean, it's okay. Uh, um, but what, what's the the newest DC with? Uh, uh, um, is it Birds of Prey? 
No, the Harley Quinn, yeah, the Harley yeah. Quinn Birds yeah, of Prey. Yeah, yeah. Was, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see that. It's I remember seeing a trailer when we went to go see Joker, and I'm like, all right, this uh, I, it comes out next month. If on it's as good Day. as the trailer, and I'm hoping it is, I'll have I'll have fun <laughs> watching it. But I have been fooled before because the trailer for Suicide Squad was also great, and that. I did not I, enjoy so much. I thought it was okay. I, she, she's the perfect Harley Quinn. Here's the thing. Perfect I, cast. I don't Harley remember Quinn. if I've said it before, but the casting was on point. It was A-plus casting. Uh, this Whoever wrote it. Uh, <laughs> the story was problem. a little weak, but, the, but I thought they all looked fantastic. The, the problem I had was absolutely with the writing uh, because I've always enjoyed the Suicide Squad. I've enjoyed sort of what it represented, which was uh, they're not – obviously, they're not heroes at all. Right. Uh, it's just this – it's this ragtag group of criminals that – Amanda Waller puppets to, <laughs> puts together to, to, get to puts together to either do the bidding of the government, which is always isn't always good, or, or blow and, your neck, and or for her own personal interest, which makes her an interesting character in herself. Uh, but um, when when they wrote the story, we're like, oh, they're taking on this cataclysmic villain, and I'm like, this isn't. Suicide Squad job. This is Justice League job, or right. this is like just even not even Justice League. Just like this is a Superman job, or this is like Batman, a Batman right. job. Like this is not a Suicide Squad job. I wish they would just do a Nightfall, and get it over with, just have Bane where he breaks them all out of prison. Oh yeah, yeah. And where Batman has to work all night trying to stop. It. He's telling Robin go home, you know, and Batman just pushes himself to the limit, and then Bane breaks his back, and then you get Azrael taking over the mantle. But we'll never get that because. They don't like to give the fans what they want. Speaking of that, did you see that Thundercats cartoon that I posted? I did. Um, uh, David Martin's going to be really upset because <laughs> he's a big fan of Thundercats. I wish we could get a, a live action of that. That would uh, be fun. I heard, I heard the live action of He-Man's already started shooting, but I don't and know. That would be fun, too. Um, and here's where I lie with the, the Thundercats. I, I know there's a lot of negative, uh, especially from the older crowd. Uh, but I also think Dave, Dave he called us old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also uh, I look at it for because I, me myself, uh, being younger than you guys, but also old enough to remember the the the, the, the you know the Thundercats. Um, oh, <laughs> right. Uh, I understand. You know the whole change in animation and everything, and it's very unappealing to the older crowd. Uh, but I also do know that that type of animation uh, really speaks to the current kid generation. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of got like that uh, Dexter's Laboratory feel look into it. It does. But uh, my, but it's, but a, my, it's kind of like this bubbly look that like a lot of cartoons have nowadays. But it, it's received very well. Um, you know, with with kids, but I understand that. But if you're going to give us that, at least start with a movie to yeah, bring. That's more, true too. You know what I mean? So you you get the old people interested, less older people. Yeah, the young people you can bring them in with the cartoon. You know what I mean? And then those that just don't care. You know what I um, wish they did? Was... A better GI Joe movie. <laughs> yeah, we know, all right? do. <laughs> um, I, I, I heard they... there's going to be a Snake Eyes spinoff. <laughs> that would a be solo great. movie. Would be I great. would love it. I, I bad or good, I'd watch it. Yeah, to be honest. But uh, I, I wish they kind of did with with uh, what Samurai Jack did. So Samurai Jack was something yes. that I grew up with, and then. That Netflix the, that they redid, yeah. So knowing that the animators came back and they were like, "We're we're going to continue it because we never finished the story, and we know that everybody who watched it is older now, so we're going to make it for that generation." And they did, and they did a great job. Oh man, I loved it. Um, 
because I mean, obviously, it was it was much more mature than its predecessor, and so. I kind of wish they would do that with cartoons sometimes is like, I understand they want to make cartoons for kids and stuff like that. But I also do wish they would take uh, a cartoon that like some of us grew up with and then make it, you know, more mature to, to appeal to the same crowd that right. grew up with it, just like Samurai Jack did. Um, Cause that would be cool to see Thundercats, but more mature, but d- d- like, don't ruin it. You know what I mean? Like oh, G.I. No, Joe, course, you know, yeah. or, or something. Hey, have you ever noticed that? Like, um, We'll, we'll go with like cheesy sitcoms like The Brady Bunch, um, Adam's Family, all these shows that were on TV, and then they get them to the movies and they just turn them straight garbage. Like The Brady oh, Bunch yeah. comedy, Dukes of Hazard's another one. Yeah, that was that was I terrible. did enjoy Adam's the A Team. I enjoyed it was Adam's okay. A Team was okay, but do you see what I'm saying? No, I, I completely understand. What the you're movie saying. was okay. I'm talking about. I mean, it's still cheesy, but I mean, of at least course. they kept its cookiness. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. We went a little bit longer than we intended. Oh, yeah. but well, let's do one last thing. Let's oh, do one yeah, last here goes thing. another let's... 40 minutes. No. <laughs> Go, I want you to pull up, and we'll still – it's still January, so it's still early, but let, let's call it the end of the year numbers, like our number one episode currently. It's uh, Wizard of Oz. I do believe. Uh, still? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see it is net right now at this point just to see where our numbers are at. At the end, more or less at the end of uh, 2019. So by the end of 2020, we can see if there's any changes, right. uh, see what happens. That means you're going to have to talk for a second. Oh, yeah. No, no it's completely fine. <laughs> um, and then uh, from you guys, uh, all of our viewers. Um, viewers, listeners. Listeners. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking I, I about, forget, I I thinking about we should just record this live on Facebook or not Facebook um YouTube, and then just have this open, pip, this open. Oh, man, that'd be terrible. Then everybody would get to see the bags under my eyes and how red my eyes are. <laughs> how how you're falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can do that on a podcast. I can just kind of like close my eyes sometimes. I wouldn't be able to do that if we did video. But uh, All right, Terrence, you want to know the numbers. Let's so, do it. Yeah, numbers. So for um, – uh, whoops. I'll just say what I was going to say at the wrap up. Yeah, um, we're we're at seven point nine nine k all time. Yeah, uh, on 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 the regular, and then we got five hundred forty two on Spotify. Legit. So over eight thousand. Yeah. So here we go. Are you ready? I'll give you the top five episodes of all time so far. Number one, The Wizard of Oz. Okay, so still two, coming at number one. Star Trek: First Contact. Ooh. Three was Psycho. Okay. Four, Gone with the Wind, Part One. Huh. And the fifth one is, let me double check. The fifth one is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. So there you have it. Um, and the leading um, countries, if you will. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it loads, I'll tell you. Um, I know USA is number one. Yeah, obviously. We're number one. <laughs> uh, no, that's just because me and Terrence listened to him. No. Uh, there's, there's your two, two listeners. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been a while since I looked at this. Uh, so anything else you want to say? Uh, well, where where can I'll they just, reach us at? Yeah, uh, you can definitely reach us at tragedyofcinema at gmail.com. Uh, the, you can, tragedy the Tragedy of Cinema at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, the Tragedy then, of Cinema podcast group. Exactly. You can find us on Patreon, The Tragedy of Cinema. 
um, to which we'll give you access to Real Talk episodes, which we will record more. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still going to do the and uh, then talk along. Do it, uh, 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 watch along. We need to do. Um, we'll do that sometime. Hopefully next week. Okay, here we go. These are all things we want to do in 2020. The top. I'll give you the top five for the countries. United States coming in at number one. Yep. Number two, our friends down yonder in Australia. Uh, good day, mates. Uh, <laughs> number three is the United Kingdom. Uh, number four is Belgium. And ah. number five is Spain. Wow. And number six, our brothers up north, Canada. So there you have it. Oh, man. You're supposed to be – Canada should be way up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Um we're looking at doing some more Facebook Live stuff. Um, what I would really like to do is there's a theater not too far from us that's a little theater, and it shows older movies. And I'd really love to do like a live podcast and watch the movie with the audience. <laughs> well, how fun would that be? But yeah. I think you have to run out the whole thing, and I just yeah. don't think financially that's, that's going to be liable. Feasible. But it would be so fun. Um, I do have. Should somebody, we ever get to a point? Where I do have Patreon somebody. Explodes. We are really close on our merchandise. Um, oh yeah, that's I had right. To, that's I had right. to get a hold of Natalie to give us a bigger size. Yeah, uh, because the the one she sent us, if we put it on a sweatshirt, it was just going to be a little box. So oh, she sent me yeah, a bigger that's one right, that's going right. to cover like the, the whole thing for like That'd sweatshirts cool. and uh, coffee mugs and all that stuff. So uh, we're working on that. I'm, I'm hoping to get that out soon. So Jesse, you're on the clock. We're also looking into bring uh, bringing more guests. Yeah, if you would like to be a guest, come on in. Um, Definitely excited just, to get Kyle back in uh, here. Some of you, uh, some of you are uh, uh, friends with me from a long time. Uh, have me on Facebook, or you can just send uh, send it to the podcast group. Uh, just say, "Hey, I'd like to be on," uh, or email us and give me the the show you'd like to talk about uh, or the movie. Um, I know Natasha that sent me that. We are going to be doing the Little Mermaid, the okay. movie, so uh, the cartoon. So that's one of her favorites. That she likes Jurassic Park. So we're going to uh, yeah. be doing both of those. Um, another movie I'd like to see us do this year is Gladiator. Oh yes, I think because are we not entertained? Love <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, uh, I know we're going to do sometime. Hopefully soon is doing uh, They Live with Kyle. No, we're not doing it at all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is still that is still on the the the, the to-do docket. List, there yeah. is so much on the to do list. Yeah. You know, I need to get like a whiteboard over here and just put it up on the wall <laughs> so we just check off what we plan to do, what we said we're right. doing, and do it. Uh, well, with that being said, we got we got a roll. This is getting out of hand. Had a lot of fun though. Yeah, this has been a long time. So well, hopefully, this is the 2019 no. wrap up. Well, yeah, and the beginnings. And the 2020 of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, I think that's a wrap on this episode. And, and cut. cut.